Chapter Eleven of Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, BC. Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan by Richard Gordon Smith. Prince hosokawa's most valuable title deeds footnote told to me by mr matsuzuki and said to be perfectly true the document in question being in possession of the present prince hosokawa End note. several hundred years ago there dwelt in lands of the hosokawa a widow and her daughter a beautiful girl of seventeen named kazui o kazui san's father had been foully murdered some six months before and both kazui and her mother had made up their minds to devote their fortune and their lives to bringing the criminals to justice in these efforts they received no help but spent the whole of their money until at last they were almost forced to beg in the street for food day after day however they continued to pray in the temple for help and never once lost heart or weakened in their purpose o kazui told her mother that were she fortunate enough to gain the affections of a man even he should be sacrificed in the effort after vengeance one day it came to pass that the poverty-stricken appearance of kazui and her mother returning as usual from praying in the temple aroused the mirth of a party of roughs who proceeded to insult them a handsome young samurai okawa joimon happened to come along drawing his sword he very soon put the roughs to flight having done this and bowing low he asked whom he had the honour of serving o kazui answered for her mother and quickly recognised that this handsome youth was just such as she had longed to meet so that he might fall in love and wish to help her in seeking out the murderer of her father therefore not unnaturally she encouraged him and he fell in love with her in the meanwhile an old friend of kazui's father feeling great sorrow for her had found a place for her in prince hosokawa's household and there she won such favor in the eyes of the prince or as the title then was daimyo that the other maids began to be jealous it happened that one evening okawa now desperately in love with okazuri in spite of being the retainer of another daimyo felt that he must see her at all costs he arranged a secret meeting and eventually found his way to kazui's apartment still full of desire for vengeance she seized upon the occasion to pour forth her story and implore assistance okawa being a true knight-errant 
vowed that he would speak no more of love until he himself had hunted down and killed the murderers of kazooie's father just as he had finished making this vow one of the jealous maids who had been listening made her presence known and rushed off to tell her mistress what was to be done okawa the retainer of another daimyo caught in the castle secretly conversing with one of the hosokawa maids of honor surely both he and she would suffer death o kazooie was not long in thinking she hid her lover in an old armor case that however was no use she was instantly summoned into the presence of the daimyo and the armor chest was carried in as well the daimyo furiously angry ordered that o kazooie should be killed okawa spoke up he said that she was in no way responsible for the secret meeting and the fault was entirely his and begged that he might be allowed to die in place of her moreover he told the whole story of kazooie's life and mentioned that her ambition in life was to avenge the death of her father the daimo was greatly touched recognizing the chivalry on both sides he took okawa into his own service promising at the same time to aid them both in fulfilling their purpose tears of gratitude came into okawa's eyes and he vowed there and then to sacrifice his life for hosokawa on the very first opportunity after about a year had passed a great fire broke out in the castle it was so sudden that nothing could be done the wind fanning the flames barely gave time for the people to escape much less to carry off the family valuables when all were clear of the burning mass the daimo suddenly remembered that his title deeds would be lost and that such a disaster would be dangerous for his family realizing this he jumped from his horse and was about to dash back to try and recover them but his retainers held him fearing that he would die okawa hearing this thought with delight that now an opportunity had come to him to save his new master and pay him for the kindness to himself and kazooie he rushed into the burning mass and having broken open the iron safe seized the valuable documents then he found escape impossible he was cut off by fire on all sides and plainly saw that both he and the papers must be burned at this moment a thought came to him though he must be burned possibly his body might save the documents drawing his short sword he deliberately disemboweled himself and thrust the roll of papers into his stomach then he flung himself on the flaming floor and died the fire went on poor okawa was charred beyond recognition when the fire was over his body was recovered and inside the roasted corpse was found the blood-stained roll of papers on which the 
hosokawa family depended from that time on the document has been called hosokawa no chi daruma the blood-stained document of the hosokawas end of chapter eleven recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c